Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's the first tournament of the PGA year, and I am back here with my playing partner, Mr. Andrew Hansen. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. Andrew, I cannot believe we're here. Kapalua, Hawaii Golf, it's back, man. Oh, it's exciting. What a fun course, fun event. All winners. Second place finishers need not apply here. Exactly. Uh, it's time for the winner circle folks to get after it. Definitely. So I'd like to start off just by welcoming uh, our listeners. I, I'm sure we have some PGA listeners carrying over from the last uh, year and a half. Or uh, if you're brand new, welcome to the show. What, what we do every week is we put out uh, a podcast on Wednesday for everybody to check out for the full tournament for that week. And then if you're uh, a member at DFS Coach Talk, then you will get uh, lineups tonight, a clipboard for DraftKings, full lineups for FanDuel and Yahoo. And then we also go back in with our members on Fridays, which is either redemption or pylon day, with depending on <laughs> where we stand after the first two days. Easier this time, though, Andrew, with no cut. So we won't have to sweat that part of it. But on Fridays, we also put out lineups, uh, you know, cl clipboard for DK, same thing, lineups for Yahoo and FanDuel for the weekend only, which ends up those tournaments get really just as much or more participants uh, in those, uh, you know, contests as well. So that's what we'll do every week for the season. We, we're both golfers. We like, love the game, love watching the game. So uh, we just have a lot of fun on this podcast and, Andrew's been so busy with the NFL and I've been so busy with the NBA. We haven't done as many podcasts together as usual. So I've looked forward to this one, Andrew. Yeah. And the golf took a bit of a hiatus in December with the holidays, but it's time to gear back up. And you mentioned us playing and it's true. And I do have to mention coach, it looks like the Northeast in my screen here today, because it's dark and cloudy and rainy and it doesn't feel like golf season but it will be on tv and i'm going to play an indoor golf league this year oh, starting wow. tomorrow so i'm really excited about golf here to get playing it watching it and uh yeah fired up that's fantastic well as you know i just got back to texas late last night and man sunshine not a cloud in the sky 50s i mean this is golf weather i may have to get out and smack it around yeah, you could actually play outside. I'm forced to play inside, but we'll both be watching, uh, you know, on the screen uh, in Hawaii starting well, in the afternoon. It's a late start. Yeah. By the way, before I forget, it's interesting. FanDuel locks at 6 a.m. Eastern. DraftKings locks at 2, I think it's 2.35 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. So make your FanDuel lineups tonight and, you know, reserve your DraftKings lineups, but you've got some more time to play with those on Thursday. Yeah, and keep an eye on it because what's happened in the past is they change that lock time. Yep. I've noticed they, they put it up there and they put it early and then they'll change it to a more realistic time. I don't know why they don't just do that on the get-go, but keep an eye. You don't want to get shut out. And I'll tell you, I was looking, Andrew. I, I got in my contests uh, early this morning and there were quite a few people entered. I think people are, are fired up for some golf. And like you mentioned, I mean, on the on the East Coast, and I'm Central Time, so even for me, it's prime time, like 6 to 10 p.m. of watching live golf. So uh, I'll have the multiple screens going with basketball and golf, that's for sure. You have to. 
No doubt. Well, good to see you, man. I'm, I'm excited for the pod and getting this going. Uh, to set the stage here, it's the Century Tournament of Champions. It's at the Plantation Course uh, at Kapalua. It's in Maui, Hawaii, a place that I have been in love. Didn't play golf there, but I am going to next time I go. It's just gorgeous there. Uh, the nice part about this, it's like you said, all champions. And we have 38 of them entered as of right now. It's it's still morning uh, the day before the, the tournament uh, tees off. But we have 38 players on the one and only par 73 that we get all season long. It is a healthy 75-96, which isn't out of the question for these guys anymore. Plus, it's a par 73. So we're going to get a lot of... Uh, you know, a lot of guys firing it deep, uh, like you, you know, we were talked about prior to the pod. You know, it's it's going a lot of it's going to come down to putting, Andrew. And I'm glad, you know, we pulled those statistics and we're going to be talking about that because you have some huge greens and you have some wide fairways. So they're going to be bombing away uh, trying to slice down in that 75-96 yardage. Yeah, you know, and some other things about this location is there is some elevation so you get the ball flying a little bit farther, so the distance distance isn't as penalizing. And they also revamped the course a little bit a few years back, so it rolls a little bit faster. And those greens are a little bit faster. Uh, and and like you said, they are bigger than average. And so I think that the putters do rise to the top here uh, because it's a little bit easier with those wide fairways and big greens to get onto the putting surface. And uh, so it, it does come down to who really gets hot with the putter and goes low. The scoring average last year was 69.315. So that's almost four under par per guy per round. So you got to get birdies and eagles. Uh, so that's one of the stats I did look at. Yeah, I'm with you. And, you know, you're going to see a lot of eagle putt attempts. And, you know, it's going to probably take that minus 20 to minus 25 kind of red hot score to win it. So. We definitely want to, you know, find some guys we think that are going to be hot. A couple things before we get started here. Uh, again, if you're new to, to watching this, uh, we welcome you. We're going to be here for every tournament. Um, you can join us, dfscoachtalk.com. Go there. We have all kinds of different memberships. If you want to just dip your toe in the water, we have a three-day $10 membership that you can check out. Uh, we're also going to have some... Uh, Memberships announced here later this week for PGA, for second half NBA, all kinds of things coming out. But we'd love to have you join us. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, please a quick thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, a little comment there. The combination of those three really helps us move up the algorithm on YouTube. And while you're at it, hit that alert button in the upper corner. This way, every time one of our podcast posts, which we have right now seven in front of the paywall per week in NBA, this PGA podcast weekly, and then three NFL podcasts as well. So we've got all kinds of, of activity there. We'd love to have you uh, join us and check it out. All right. A couple of things I wanted to mention, Andrew. Um, did you see the story about Berger and Hovland? They, they have not gotten their clubs yet. Yeah, I heard about Berger. I didn't know it was Hovland as well. Yes, I, I was reading it here right before we got on the pod. And, you know, when we've all gone on golf trips and if those clubs don't show up, you're in utter panic. Because yeah, right. everything you've got is in that golf bag for golf. 
So I'm interested to see if they get their clubs. Now, Berger and Hovland are awesome. They probably could play with like uh, putt-putt clubs and do well. But <laughs> not having your bag, man, that's that's something to discuss, you know? Oh, that's huge. I mean, these golfers are dialed in down to the ounce on all their clubs. So they they do need those to probably be at their biggest comfort level and, and top performance. But like you said, you know, they could they could pull uh, random clubs out of a random garage on the island and probably do just fine. Yeah, yeah. But we'll keep that story uh, alive in Discord, make sure. Because if you're on the fence with either guy, uh, it's certainly something to consider. Um, other thing that I thought was phenomenal is ESPN Plus is really handling, you know, our Disney buddies there have really upped the game. Uh, if you're an ESPN Plus uh uh, if you get that, I have, I'm subscribed to that uh, as well. I think you are also, Andrew. Yeah. They're going to show a lot more information, uh, coverage of the, of the holes, the par threes. They're going to have six different feeds. They're going to follow the best groups. So you're going to get a lot more coverage that you, of the guys that you want to see that you have rostered. So that's a huge uh, piece of news. Yeah. And it's about time. I mean, with the way that, folks want to consume sports and with the increase in DFS and regular betting on golf, people want to see all the action and it can be a little slow if you're just one shot at a time and you have no choice. So it's, it's smart of the networks to go in that direction and it's going to be even more fun to watch. Yeah. I can't wait. I am definitely pumped. And it also makes it easier because I could like for these tournaments, I can watch the NBA on the TV and the golf on the computer and a little bit easier to bank both of them, but uh, super excited. All right. Well, let's, we're going to dive into this. A couple of things I wanted to mention that I pulled out because we have, you know, these guys have played at Kapaloo every year and I want to look at recency because that's something that really helped me last year. Had a really, we both had solid years in golf, but what I, when I got my groove going, it was recency on that particular course that seemed to be my favorite statistic because let's face it. I mean, we've done it ourselves. You get to a course, you're on the first tee and you're thinking, Oh my gosh, this course is a monster. This is going to be rough. Or sometimes you walk to the tee and feel like it's a, a home course. And so that, you know, especially in the last couple, three years is what I pulled to see uh, top guys. So, I'm going to go through this group, Andrew, and I'd love for you to do some commentary on the guys that I point out. But these are guys that finished at least T6 or better in the last three years at Kapalua. Last year, it was English, Thomas, M, and Shoffley. Yeah. Um, you know, English got that first win, um, and so he's popular as a, as a cheap guy. But those that group of four the names that have come up a lot, if you look well past English mm -hmm. at uh, you know recent top finishes. So let let's talk about them some more because uh, you know I did also zero in on guys who just have been peppering the top five on this course. Excellent. So Thomas M. Shoffley in play two years ago, a new uh, you know same thing, Thomas again. He's probably going to be somewhat chalky. Let's face the facts. He's he's the guy a lot of people are looking at early on because he also finished third the 
third three years ago. So when you got a third, a first, and a third, <laughs> that's a pretty good course history. And then you got Patrick Reed, sort of always a crazy wild card. For, you could finish first or last in any tournament. And then I'm just saying right off the bat, uh, you know me, Shoffley is my guy. He's third on this one. And then Patrick Cantlay, who's been one of my guys. So Thomas Reed, Shoffley, Cantlay, one, two, three, four, uh, the year before last. Yeah, so I, I agree. I mean, JT is yeah, he's great course history here. Obviously, he's expensive, uh, so that's the the downside there. But I'll I'll, I'll zero in here specifically on Reed and Cantley because Reed I okay. really like this week. Uh, Do you? Yeah, because okay. if you go back, and I know you did as well, because he also had a second place finish back in sixteen. He won it in fifteen. Yep, he just is tremendous here, and we know he's one of the best putters in the world. And, uh, you know, I think he's ultra motivated and his price on both sites is just terrific. He's 79 on DraftKings, 99 on FanDuel. Yeah. So he's, he's my favorite value play of the week. You know, just sort of expected performance per, per dollar. He's not, sure. he's not a cheap guy. He's not 6,000 on DraftKings, but 7,900 for him on a course where he's had this much history, uh, su success. And then on the flip side, Cantlay, I mean, I love Cantlay as a golfer, but, the, the drawback for him is that he's been taking a break. You know, he hung the clubs up for a while, yeah. resting, recharging. So, you know, once he got back to practicing, is he at top, top form? Possibly, but he hasn't been playing tournament golf like a lot of these other guys. So I'm probably not going to go with him this week. Yeah. And if you remember last year, it took him a, a little bit of time to get, get the ball rolling. I mean, he, started slow his price yes, went did. down we weren't taking him he was stinging us and then all of a sudden he caught fire so i'm with you i i agree i think it's a great point on cantley and then i'll my last uh brush here is three years ago here these three guys finished in the top five and that was shoffley again thomas again and leishman who sneaks in there from time to time uh any feel on leishman for this one yeah, you've always had more success with him than me, and he's <laughs> which is funny because he's volatile. Yeah, and you you know you're more of the cash player in in these sports, uh, so I, I avoid him because of that. Um, so you're probably the better guy to ask there, but I so I'm more on Shoffley out of that group, um, who I know he's one of your favorites and and mine as well. I, I like the trend that he's on. Oh, I do too. And with Leishman, you know, it's, I like him a little bit here because it's a no cut and you're right. He does get a little volatile and sometimes he'll miss the cut and really punch in the gut. But when you give him four rounds and he's out, he's going to throw a low number up there, you know, and get in, at least give you some points and get you in there. And his price is pretty good too. So he's in contention for me, but those are the three, uh, those are the last three years just to give the recency piece. I mean, we can go back quite a bit, and a lot of these guys have had success there. So uh, I'll read through eventually here all the, the odds at the last second here for the 38 guys, just so, you know, Vegas knows their stuff. So let's take a look at, you know, if you're looking at value guys, where do they sit in that odds uh, pool? But the, the mean potatoes of this uh, PGA podcast every week, are folded into two segments. One, the statistical analysis you're doing for the show. And secondly, your value plays, which 
you know, are world famous because they have taken us to a lot of caches. So uh, why don't you dive in there with some some statistical analysis and then give us some of your value plays, if you would. Yeah. So with stats, again, it looked at the putting and I looked first at putting total putting last year, the 2021 full season and guys who are in the top 25 in that category who are playing this week, Kokrak right near the top. We know that the way he turned his putting game around has allowed him to get back to the winner's circle and, and excel. Patrick Reed right there at number three in that stat last year. Xander, number six. Cameron Smith, number seven, who's a mid-tier option I like this week. Harris English, top 10 in putting last year. Kisner, who's ultra cheap, got into the top 20 in that stat. And then Sung Im and Bryson. So, you know, I like that stat. Um, guys who are feeling good about the putter, uh, they've got everything under control and coming in here this week where putting is going to be important. And uh, so out of that group, I, I do want to just touch on, on the end, Sanjay M, because he came up in your top five list. I like yeah. him as well here, affordable on both sites. Uh, so I'm feeling pretty confident with Sanjay M. Bryson, I think, is a little overpriced um because he hasn't gotten to the top five yet on this course uh any thoughts for you on that group well i like him he's you know he's steady and i trust his putter and you know he's he generally if he's not going to win at least he's going to get you a good finish where you're going to get some good points from him so i agree with you there and i think he's priced right i did read a stat on bryson dechambeau that i thought was amazing and very it goes to show you how much in his head he is because when he finishes well in tournaments, he usually destroys the putting as, as you mentioned, he got into that. Was that in the top 20? The top 25. Yeah. 25. And it's funny though, because here's the thing when he wins tournaments and he's right there, he generally leads the entire field in putting that weekend or close to it. And then there's other times where he does poorly. He's like 40th or, you know, doesn't make the cut because he's not making putts. So he's a true momentum guy. So that's something I want to watch. There, He's got the biggest spread of top finishes in putting in a tournament to poor finishes in putting, if you know what I'm saying. So right. you will know pretty much, you know, Thursday, if it's going to be a DeChambeau putting deal. And that's a great wild card for our weekend golf lineups. If he's putting well the first two days, he statistically is showing that he's going to finish putting well and vice versa. Now, I agree with you. He's a bit overpriced. But when we opened the show saying that it's uh, big greens and wide fairways, you know, his game's different than every other human being. So if he's cutting corners and doing his brace and stuff and going to be putting for eagle a bunch of times, man, I'm, I'm considering him. I really am. I agree, and it, it makes sense. It's scary to talk about not playing him on a course like this. Yeah. Because if he does kind of channel everything and get it right, then he could easily win. So, yeah, it, it's scary. Um, but in general, I'm going for more of a balanced build this week. Uh, you know, you mentioned the value plays, and I'll I'll try to work on that here after after the putting discussion. But I don't have yeah. as many value plays as I as normal. Right, Because a lot of these cheap guys this week haven't played here at all or not very well. 
Okay. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a surprise because with the no cut event, uh, you feel better about some of the long shots because you, you don't have to worry about them missing the cut. But for this particular week, I just I like the balance build a little bit more. And so that's why it's even harder for me to get to a guy like Bryson. Yeah, I'm. you know, I feel like even the guys at the bottom of the pricing, I mean, they're all winners from last year. And there's some guys, I agree with you, they're statistically, maybe it's not great or, you know, they haven't been playing or whatever the case may be. But I see, I'm probably going to go the opposite way. I'm probably going to try to start off. And this is what I was going to give out on our, our uh, show here today is I'm probably going to start off with Thomas and DeChambeau and then figure it out. I mean, I'm just going to go, I guess you could call it stars and scrubs, but you know, two things. One, we don't have that super value play that usually give us that, you know, no, hardly anybody knows who he is and he makes a cut and, and gets it done for us. But you know, you don't really have anybody like that with only 38 guys. But I, again, a guy that's like 30th or 31st in the odds to win this is still a guy that's played well last year and won a tournament at least. And so I'm going to try. I just feel that Thomas is deserved chalk here because of how well he plays and everything I've read about him, his determination coming into this year. I think Thomas is going to be a consistent guy. I didn't play him a ton last year, but I'm going to play him more this year. I think this, my prediction is this is his year to, to break through with some majors and, and really not that he's not already an accomplished superstar, but just to really take it to that next championship level. So, you know, you'll see me favoring Thomas all year and then Xander Shoffley. I I'll tell you what, right now, if I had to, you know, if you said you take one guy for a million bucks, I'd take Shoffley. I mean, he's got such a phenomenal game. His length, his irons, his putting. I mean, I don't see a weakness with this guy. No, he's rock solid. I love Xander. I'm also really bullish on Justin Thomas this year. Good. I just think he's he's trending in the right direction. He is determined, like you said. Teaming up with Bones, I think, is tre- tremendous for him. Great. So, yeah. I, I, you know, out of JT and, and Bryson this week, I do like – JT more, especially as a cash play. Uh, Bryson, I think, is a little bit more GPP. But again, I, I see the attraction to him on this course. Um, so let me hit putting. One more thing with putting, Coach. Okay. Is I, I looked at the putting stats from this current season, which is obviously we're just getting into it. Some guys didn't really play this fall. Some guys played four or five events. So the sample size is, is a lot smaller. But I wanted to look at guys who are putting well this fall coming in. So there's six guys who are playing this week who are in the top 50 for total putting in 2022, led by Cameron Smith. Again, I uh, mentioned him on the last list. Joel Damon. Okay, so here's a potential value play. He's wow. second highest ranked in total putting who's playing this week. Uh, then there's Kokrak, uh, Garrick Higo, uh, wow. a, a newcomer to this event. Abraham Answer and Taylor Gooch. So those are the six guys who are putting well or the best in the fall. And again, four or five events versus last year's stats, which are 20 events plus for most of these guys. But that gives me a little bit of a boost on a couple of these guys. And so I, th- I wanted to mention it as maybe enough to get the last guy in type of thing. Right. Or if you, if you did want a value guy. Because Joel Damon is 6,100 on DraftKings. He's also really cheap on FanDuel. 
Yeah. Uh, and like you said, you know, these guys are very good. They're winners. And, uh, you know, in a normal event, they're not going to be in the low 6K range on DraftKings. No, no. Uh, they just are because of the algorithm and because there's only 38 golfers this week. So you could get a guy like that in. Again, he's a first timer. And that's the other thing I want to mention. The eight guys who are playing on this course for the first time are Joel Damon, Cameron Davis, Taylor Gooch, who I just mentioned again, uh, Lucas Herbert, Garrick Higo, K.H. Lee, Seamus Power, and Eric Van Ruyen. And <clears throat> as you were talking at the top of the show about guys who played here a lot, finished here in the top five a lot, I do favor those guys. And that's why I'm trying to you know jam in as much many of them as I can. And I'm trying to avoid these first timers. Um, so that I, I wanted to highlight that group as uh, the guys who are teeing it up for the first time. Well, your your intuition is right and your preparation always on on spot is normal because I pulled out a, a statistic of all the courses that they play every year at the same course. If it's your first time on the course, and we didn't prepare this beforehand, it just mm -hmm. it's funny, but Kapalua, if it's your first time on the course, it's the third worst finishing for first timers of any other course on tour all year. So there's a massive uh, not course knowledge for being in there. And yes, those guys out there playing practice rounds and everything else. But when you're you got the ropes up, all the people, you know, and it's the, the course setup's going to be different in those days than it is for practice rounds. That's the real deal. And it's a real true statistical piece here when you're talking about all the events. And now there's like 35 events that this is the third toughest for newcomers. That is a statistic that I'm using huge. And the eight guys that you mentioned, I'm not playing any of them because I have that statistic in my pocket. And a couple of those guys are going to get some ownership because they're cheaper, but I'm going to avoid them. I mean, Stats don't lie when it comes to golf. That's for darn sure. Yeah, and and you know, I, I think it makes sense on this course because in addition it, to it being, you know, there's a lot of undulation changes, elevation changes. You know, you're getting used to a new course that's not cookie cutter, but also just the fact that it's at this time of year, way over in Hawaii, guys who just aren't familiar with the area, anything about uh, the vent, and they're trying to balance you know, wanting to enjoy Hawaii versus playing. So I, I, I think it all makes sense. And I agree. I want to zero in on the guys with lots of experience here. Outstanding. All right, let me jump to the stats. And what I'm going to do, since we have just such a small field, I'm going to do like we've done in the past. I know it'll take a few minutes, but I think it's worth it for our listeners. I'm going to just go with the favorite down to the long shots. And I'm going to do them in groups of five, Andrew. I know that puts you on the spot, but you're so awesome at this. I, just, you know, any of the five guys, if you want to comment on one of them, five of them or none of them, but let me just, you know, combine sort of a, a little bit of getting in your brain on this field and we can do it because there's only 38 guys and also let you know what Vegas thinks, which really matters. I mean, I use that in my uh, selecting and builds all the time. If Vegas generally thinks, uh, you know, if I'm between two guys and Vegas favors one, I'm going with Vegas. So you've got your uh, favorite uh, as Justin Thomas at eight to one. John Rahm, second choice. I don't think we've mentioned his name. He's nine to one. Bryson is 11. Morikawa, 12. And Xander, 12. 
Yeah, I like one, four, and five there the most. JT, uh, Morikawa, and Xander. Uh, Morikawa played pretty well in the fall, and he just got engaged. Uh, I think he's in a pretty good spot, uh, and we've talked a lot about JT and Xander. Yeah, and I'm I'm JT, Bryson, and, and Xander. Two of those three uh, will be in, in my lineup, so I'll probably rotate them around. Uh, all right, the next five, we've got uh, Hovland. If he gets his clubs, he's 14. Cantlay's 14. Sam Burns sort of getting the hot mark from people and comments I've read coming into this. He's 18. Spieth, 22. And Berger, 22. Again, he needs his clubs. Yeah, with Hovland, I'll say that he's another one of those guys that is going to be tough to fade because he played so well in the fall. Uh, he just shows up and wins, uh, and I love his game. But I just can't, you know, I can't afford all the expensive guys. Uh, so you mean he's there's one, salary in this. We have to worry. I guess about? <laughs> I think there is this week. Yeah, they've got a cap. Um, Outstanding. But but Spieth, um, yeah. we haven't talked about him too much. No, uh, he just he owns this course. Top tens every single trip. Yeah. Um, he obviously got back on track last year. So I'm pretty bullish on him as well. Yeah, and they just had their first baby, by by the way, about a month ago. So that was pretty exciting news for him. You know, I've read some stuff that he's – it's taken a while to get into the no sleep there and all that stuff with the new baby. But uh, he seems to be focused and, and excited. And you know that old that baby narrative always seems to come through. <laughs> it can be absolutely huge. It is. All right, next group, 22 to 1 uh, on Cameron Smith. Like you said, I like him too. He's sneaky. 28 on Finau, your man. You may put a few shekels on. 28 to 1 on Patrick Reed. Sun JM also 28. And another guy we haven't mentioned that has potential to sweep a field, Hideki Matsuyama at 30. Yeah, I really like that group. Four out of five. I, you know, I could bet, uh, uh, you know, 28 to one for Reed, I think is tremendous. I mean, there's only 38 golfers, right. And, you know, he lives in the top five on this course. So that's, that's worth a look. No question. No doubt. All right. Next group, Brooks Kepka 33, Abraham answer 35, Jason Kokrak, who I'm considering by the way, 35, my man, Mark Leishman at 40, and then Taylor Gooch at 40. Yeah, so I should mention Kepka since he's our um, thumbnail. I he's, know. He's smiling. So the, 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 I like the picture because it kind of represents all these guys who've got to be pretty excited to be in this spot, the guaranteed paycheck yeah. in those conditions. Um, and he, um, you know, sort of interesting, his pricing on DraftKings. Uh, I just thought it was interesting that you've got you know, Hovland is 10,000 and Shoffley's 95. And then before you know it, three players, three or four players later, you're down to Kepka at 8,500. Yeah. And again, it's just the way that these algorithms work. You, know, you get a guy with that much talent at 8,500. Um, but we know that he's just, it's not a major. Um, he probably hasn't been practicing much. So I, I probably won't go to him, but I, I do think, you know, he's, He's also trending in the right direction because obviously he's been fighting his health. So that's another reason I like that that thumbnail of him smiling. But um, that's just a price that jumped out at me. Brooks kept at 8500 on DraftKings. That's just something you don't see. 
No, you don't. And it'll be fun to see how he's doing. I mean, that knee gave him trouble on and off throughout the year. Maybe he rested up and, and could come out. He certainly has as much raw talent as anybody. Absolutely. Yeah, the, and the I, rest of that group, uh, not really, as interesting to me. Yeah, a lot of first-timers, too. All right, uh, next group, Harris English, 45. How about that? Kevin Noss, 66. Billy Horschel, 70. Your buddy Seamus Power, the switch hitter, 75. And a guy that I've played a lot through the and also had my biggest win last year with was is Max Homa at 80. <laughs> yeah, so this is the group you're gonna have to really start to get into if you want to go with two or three of the studs. Is Tell you're me gonna have it. to yeah, get into one of these guys. Na is somebody who really hasn't done much here, and no. he's one of the few guys where the length of this course I think can be a bit of an issue. Yeah. Hovland has played here a lot, which I like. He hasn't peppered the top five. He's been more in the teens, you know, 11 you, you to 15. You mean Horschel? Yeah, Horschel. What did I say? Hovland. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, Horschel. Exactly. If, if if Hovland was 70 to 1, I'd be empty in the count right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Billy Horschel. Yeah. Um, so he's the one that's most interesting to me in that group because I think he's fine with the, the length. He's got lots of experience here. Yeah. And I think he's most likely to break through and, and get a top 10. I agree. All right. Next, almost the end here. Siwoo Kim, 85. Lucas Herbert, 100. Cam Davis, 110. Van, Van Ruyen, 125. Higo, 125. Damon, so, 150. Who was the last one? Damon, your man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Siwoo Kim has played here before. Uh, we, we always talk about him as a volatile GPP option. Yep. So I wouldn't mind going there if I had to with that group. Okay. Um, I, I do like Damon a little bit uh, with, with the, uh, the flat stick. And then Higo, you know, he's been putting better. I just want to mention a reminder that, you know, after his win last year, he really struggled. Yeah. So he missed cuts. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, kind of a wait and see for him to see if he's in better form this year. Definitely. All right. Then we've got uh, K.H. Lee, 150. Somebody by the name of Phil Mickelson at 150. Brandon Grace, 150. Kevin Kisner, 150. I'm going to finish it off. Matt Jones, 150. And then your buddy Stuart Sink, 200. Lucas Glover, 200. There you go. Yeah, not too fired up about that group. Uh, tr trying to avoid it. Um K.H. Lee, uh, you know, first timer, um, but uh, putting, he was, uh, he's in the top 100 this year, you know, so if you want some stat to feel good about, you, you know, as a minimum price player on DraftKings, uh, he can be streaky, so maybe, or if you go with the trusted Phil, I mean, it's hard to go wrong with him uh, at his price. What about Kistner? I had him in my initial build as a cheapie. Yeah, he's tempting uh, because he he did get back to that top twenty spot in putting last year, right? But hasn't done it on this course. Yeah, um, and he's had multiple opportunities, so um, don't feel great about him. Ah, oh, shoot! I've got to find some value. I've, it's, it's tough. We don't have. I mean, when you have these gigantic fields, it's easy to pluck a few out, but. With just 38 guys, it's not easy. That's for yep. sure. Outstanding. All right, what else you got there? 
uh, Mr. Andrew. I think that's it. All let's, right. Let's tee it up and go. Tee it up and go. Uh, you know, I've, I'm going with, like I say, my guy to win it. Uh, you know, I think Justin Thomas is definitely worth uh, the chalkiness. Nor, uh, you know, you and I fade chalk constantly in golf, but I just—he's going to be so hard to fade. And I'm—I know it's risky, and for as a cash player, but man, Bryson, I just don't know if I can get away from him. I—I I, I see him putting for eagles constantly on this course, and I—if it—if even the putter is just not even like red hot, just decent. Uh, then, and I think he could have, you know, give it a run. Yeah. I mean, I agree completely. The The question is just going to be, what does the rest of the lineup look like? Uh, so I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I like these events. Uh, it's fun strategy. Um, and also interesting that it sounds like you're trending more towards stars and scrubs and I'm looking more balanced this week. It's usually the reverse. I know. But we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, and there's lots of ways you can win it, lots of combinations. So maybe both will work in this one, but uh, fantastic. Well, terrific. It is great to be back with you on here, Andrew. I uh, may go out and, and hit a few golf balls here, not to yeah. rub it in, but you've got a nice <laughs> indoor hurts. lead. It not hurts, yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> it's not the same as hitting at a screen, but you got to do what you got to do. You do, for sure. Well, we appreciate everybody listening in. Uh, again, if you can uh, like, subscribe, give us a comment on YouTube, give us a five stars and a quick comment uh, on audio, any of the audio podcast landing spots, we would really appreciate it. We'll be back every Wednesday from here till what, you know, the golf season goes all the way till the holidays next year, uh, you know, Thanksgiving time. So we'll be here every week covering PGA <clears throat> for DFS. So, Appreciate you listening in, and we certainly will be back again next week when we look to crush it in PGA DFS.